Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Runner's World podcast, the weekly podcast bringing you all the latest news, views and interviews. I'm Rick Pearson, the Runner's World section editor, and I'm here with Ben Hobson, the digital editor. Ben, what have we got coming up? On this week's episode. This week we are discussing running and air pollution with journalist and runner Kate Carter. It's a subject we're covering in the next issue of Runners World and uh, with air pollution at dangerous levels in multiple places around the UK, it seemed like a perfect time to discuss it. Yeah, sounds good. Um, last week um, you were spotted running around the parks of central London. Are you still on the comeback trail? How's it going? Yeah, I mean, if the, if the comeback trail is very... Short and easy. Yeah, no, I am. I've done. I've done some more running, and it feels good. It's nice. It's nice to be back doing some. Yeah, I mean, I was just riding my bike all the time, which I love doing. But it's nice to be unburdened by machines. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I had a very interesting experience at Brockwell Park Run on Saturday morning. Okay. So I was running with my wife Georgie, and uh, at the beginning of the second lap, I heard this voice behind me, and I couldn't quite work out what what it was saying. But um, I realised that. It was someone reciting the words from Johnny Cash's A Boy Named Sue in this very thick Scottish brogue. I thought, this is quite weird. It's quite loud as well. And, um, it wasn't just a mumble under the... No, like, like it was like someone kind of like... Right. Yeah, like as if they were sort of practicing, practicing right. it. And it turned around and it was this guy who was, who was just pushing his young son in a buggy. Teaching him the classics. Yeah. <laughs> just singing, just reciting... Was the son into it? No, I think maybe asleep. <laughs> oh, right. The whole thing was deeply strange, I must say. Right. Um, but anyway, so you get all, you get all, you know, you to, never, to broad you, church, isn't it? Do you not ever? I will. I'm guilty of talking to myself when I run out loud. It's like a maybe, just like a little. Now and again, it creeps out as like an audible thing. But most of the time, it'll be like in, internalized whatever dialogue. But then sometimes I might just be like, oh yeah, <laughs> and that might creep I out. That, I think that's fine. That's it's right. still a long way away from it. True, yeah, it's not in Born in But anyway. <laughs> Some fun stuff. Anyway, let's go and welcome our guest of the week. Yes. Guest of the week. Here in the studio. Guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. Could be a physio. Or a complete unknown. Our guest of the week is journalist, presenter and runner Kate Carter. Kate has written a piece on running and air pollution entitled Running on Fumes in the next issue of Runner's World. So we thought we'd get her uh, on the podcast to discuss uh, a little bit more about this subject. So, Kate, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. So why uh, should runners be worried about air pollution? Um, Well, the answer to that is probably that everyone should be worried about air pollution, not just runners. Um, It's a massive global 
uh, health crisis, which I, I was thinking about on the way here. I was thinking like, you know how we kind of think about Victorian factories and people kind of breathing in soot yeah. until they hacked mm. up their lungs and all that kind of thing. I think in a couple of hundred years, we'll probably look back or people will look back on this era and think, oh, idiots, what were they doing to themselves? Yeah, yeah. In kind of the same way. And I think it's just because it's, Invisible. If you go somewhere where the, the pollution is from from soot and so on, you literally you can see it in your hands and your skin and mm. so on. But the the dangerous chemicals that are in city streets and stuff now are invisible. So, um, yeah. So it's, is it mainly cities then that are? Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly in in the UK, London's probably the worst. Uh, Birmingham, Manchester, Bristol, uh, all pretty bad. They're basically cities. If if you're listening to this in a nice little green oasis somewhere. <laughs> then please can we all come and live with you is this an outdoor problem or is there such a thing as indoor air pollution there is indoor air pollution too it's, it tends to be slightly different pollutants right. so outdoors it's kind of carbon monoxide and um all those kind of um, oxide gases um indoors it's um i mean those things obviously can come in from outdoors too <laughs> but there's also kind of household stuff contributing um there's like uh, volatile organic compounds vocs which are kind of more prevalent indoors and you know stuff residues and stuff from like i don't know cooking, um, uh, heating, all the stuff that you do in your mm, kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's different, but it's definitely a, a problem as well. So the treadmill isn't just this sort of like silver bullet to this solution? Like... No, well, it kind of depends because the other thing is that they are like you can filter out. I mean, the, the good thing about indoors is that it's contained space. So right. if you have a, like a, a, a swanky gym with a really good air filtration system, then the chances are the air and that's going to be pretty good quality. So if you were to kind of compare that to a polluted city street, that's obviously better. Mm. But then if you're, you know, in a in a or your gym or whatever doesn't have that, then it's arguably six of one half a dozen of the other yeah. Yeah. cracking a window open to get some air in and that air is well exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah 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 are we actually doing ourselves more harm because obviously everyone runs for the health benefits on the majority so are we b- breathing in more bigger lungfuls of air greater duress on our systems if we're doing that in a polluted area are we sort of undoing all the good no, well, this is the good news. Right. Is okay, that, good. Right. Sure, right. <laughs> there is a there is a happy side that basically all the all the studies seem to suggest that um, the good that you do by exercising outweighs the bad of not exercising, um, and that basically the worst thing for you is to be um, inactive. Right. Um, and especially when you consider if you if you don't run, you're still you're still getting all these air pollutants anyway. True. So by by running, by keeping yourself fit and healthy, you're giving yourself a good chance of having the kind of healthiest immune system, yeah. anti-inflammatory responses, all that that you can. Um, and so all those benefits can outweigh um, the kind of dangers. And especially if you then try to sort of mitigate the risks. Mm. Well, there's always that theory behind smokers and their lungs cleaning themselves. Mm. That was always like a, a kind of maybe that was maybe that was funded by the smoking company like that was cigarette manufacturers no they'll clean themselves but I always thought that that was maybe shouldn't be too worried because the body has a great way of you know filtering yeah and there's definitely an awful lot that you can do about it and mm. like you say your you know your lung if uh, your nose is really good yeah. at filtering this is yeah. one of the things that they thought was bad for runners was that um because when you run you tend to breathe through your mouth rather than more like mutually as you do when you're just yeah. walking around and your your nasal passages and hairs and all that are actually like really sophisticated filters yeah. and they filter out some of that stuff naturally um so that's one of the kind of things that your body just does all the time um and if you're yeah if you're healthy yeah. you 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 can kind of fight off things in the same way that you do colds or yeah or right on. yeah you've tried nose breathing running no there's, there's a sort of subculture yeah. of it and it's like um there's even some people who do taped mouth running 
So I was I ended up doing a course where that happened, and and also you can do it while you sleep as well. Some people tape their mouth while they sleep to encourage nose breathing. Anyway, is that, that just that their other halves do it to yeah, stop them snoring? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Sounds weird. Um, are men and women affected equally by air pollution? No. Well, um, this is some of the studies suggest that n- no, actually, um, as always in life, women have it worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> that there are that we kind of know that women do suffer more from the things that air pollution uh, does to you, so like lung conditions and inflammatory responses and so on, and that's that's kind of known. What they don't seem to quite know is is why. And there's right. all sorts of kind of theories. There's just not been a lot of studies, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's sort of theories as to, to why that might be. And one of them is is maybe that men are on average bigger there's sort of more mass over which pollutants can kind of be absorbed Um, another is that i think we women metabolize quicker um, which when it comes to pollutants is a bad thing because you're basically getting them into your system quicker Um, so there's all sorts of theories but it's one of the really interesting studies that i came across was this huge study that was done on um whether or uh, air pollution actually makes you slower. So we, we know it's obviously bad for your health generally, but does it actually make you run slower? Mm. So these researchers in the US, I think this was in the run-up to the Beijing Olympics when people were really worried about the, the air yeah. pollution kind of problem. Right. And they did these huge studies to look at kind of average marathon times in cities where there's a kind of measurable data and they kind of eliminated factors like if it was a really windy day, they just didn't count that race. Right. Or, and they looked at it overall and it basically seemed like men are less affected by pollution on a marathon than women are like women's times were kind of on average like for every tiny increase in air pollution they'd go down two percent or something mm. like that yeah. whereas men's didn't seem to wow. um and they don't really again they don't really know why um so yeah so is it is it faster is worse than slower or is it more duration and Pace. I think generally for like your, your kind of average runner in the streets yeah. in the city, uh, it's more duration that's that exposure. you should, yeah exposure right. to yeah. Um, you'd kind of think if you're going really fast, you're obviously gulping in more yeah. air. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to have that much it be that much worse for you that way. So it's definitely kind of like duration you should limit on days when perhaps pollution's really high, or if yeah. you have to run along busy streets or something. Is there a better time of day to run um, with regards to air pollution? Yeah, definitely. For early, earlier the okay, better. Right. Yeah, basically, air pollution starts off at its lowest level, kind of you know, sort of really early in the morning, and then builds through the day, okay. and then kind of curves off again in the late evening. Right. So early or late. But I suspect that late has to be pretty late when you mm. consider rush hour still going on most of the time until like yeah. eight pm, and then yeah, probably right. lingering effects of that. So if you can get your run in early. Yeah. Do the streets clear of pollution at a certain point? I mean, do you know this? Is there is there like a is it overnight that this sort of suddenly it all sort of dissipates and? Well, yeah. I mean, levels go up and then they just kind of yeah. tail off again. Um, and they are incredibly localized. Like, the, the thing that really amazed me about this when I was doing the research is how incredibly localized right. it is. So you obviously know, like. I don't know, the busy streets in London are going to be more polluted than, say, one block that way. Yeah. But it's literally like if you if you had the choice, if you have a like a really wide pavement to run yeah. down, literally running on the building side of the pavement rather than the road side of the pavement is better. That wow. There will be a difference, which is, you know, like two metres or something, three yeah. metres. Astonishing. Oh, astonishing. I thought there was like a bleed effect, like it would just be like... No, and like because it's gases, f- you just think of it as yeah. floating around sort <laughs> yeah, of everywhere, yeah. don't yeah. you? But it really sort of sits in, in an area, which is why I think, you know, people 
think, oh, God, look at those, you know, they're sitting in their cars thinking, look at those, you know, cyclists and runners exposing themselves to all their pollution. It's like, yeah, it's worse than your car because well, yeah. you're sitting in it, <laughs> like, in the stationary pool of it. Yeah. You know, we're all moving away. Well, I didn't realise it was that, it was that localised. That's really amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And it's honestly made me like totally change my running habits. Even when I'm just running down the street, if you, you, know, you always have, there's always a point if you're running somewhere, yeah. you have to go down a busier road. Mm. And now like, I always used to sort of go to the outside just because then I can nip out the way of pedestrians or yeah. just sort of feel a bit less in the way. Mm. Um, but now I'm like, if I can, I'll just sort of get as far away from the traffic as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously like, it's obvious that parks are better and not just because there's no traffic, but also because the trees and so on actually actively filter. Yeah, right. So it's kind of active as well as passive. And like now I kind of, you know, sometimes I, I sort of would do a kind of quite busy route just for a change, yeah. you know, just to do something different. And now I'm like happily just go around, around a small park about 10 times rather than no, do that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you brought in a couple of gadgets. So is there are there things that, the, that, that everyone can get hold of which will help them find these? Yeah. Yeah, so if you um, if you don't want to spend any money at all, then the uh, the best thing to do is to like just Google air pollution maps, and you can get air pollution live air pollution maps of all big cities. Um, so they'll just like be a kind of cloud. You'll see whether it's sort of color code. It's pretty obvious when you look at it, and you can sort of zoom in a bit and see what your route usually is, right. and you sort of see mm. that. Um, so that you can look at that before you go out for your run or after, afterwards if you want to depress yourself. <laughs> um, uh, and then it, there are apps which kind of do the same thing. And then there's also like that's kind of relying on the data from certain fixed points. Mm. If you want to sort of find out more locally or your specific route, there are gadgets that you can buy that are basically kind of air quality monitors on the go. Um, and um, they can kind of just give you a, like a live reading and then you can look at it afterwards. And um, the, some of them are really, really smart. The, the Plume Labs one, which I, I brought in to show you, is um, it builds up a map and it learns your habits. Right. So whether you're a runner or just, you know, you, you walk the same walk or you cycle a lot, it starts to build up a picture and kind of you can start to really adjust your habits if you realise that you're yeah. kind of exposing yourself unnecessarily. Because, you know, there's always a, a quieter road. They're pretty much always in London, yeah. particularly yeah. in any yeah. city. Yeah. You know, there's lots of streets. You can always find a slightly quieter one, yeah. even if it adds on a couple of hundred metres. That's all miles. Yeah, exactly. Right. Extra training. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the most surprising elements of um, the article that you, that you wrote that's coming out in Ronald's World is it, it starts in Chamonix, isn't it? Which, yes. And I, I thought, oh, Chamonix, like oh. the cleanest air yeah. imaginable. And yeah. actually, this air pollution has a a nasty habit of kind of filtering into these kind yeah. of idyllic places, right? Yeah, and it's because a lot of it is to do with geography as well. Mm. So um, even with cities, like cities yeah. that sit in, I mean, some of the worst polluted, polluted cities in the world are, it's you know, it's usually because of heavy industry and, and so sure. on, and most of them are in China and India. Um, uh, but a lot of them, it might be just like, I mean, I always think of um, years and years and years ago when I was about 19, I went on a gap year and I went to Nepal to Kathmandu. Mm. And I swear, after about a day, I was like literally coughing up black stuff. Wow. And partly it's because they still had a lot of coal uh, sort of usage there. And partly it's because Kathmandu sits like Chamonix, sits mm. in this very steep V valley. Yeah. And so pollution just can't escape because right. you've got hot air that sits above it and holds it down. Um, and it just stays there. So you're kind of living in this soup, basically. Yeah. And that's the same thing in Chamonix. You've got this sort of industry up the valley, yeah. um, or down the valley, and it kind of filters in, and then it just sits there. So, yeah, yeah. And, and most of it is partly factories and partly um, roads, cars, yeah, lorries yeah. going through that pass. And I guess London is a slight basin, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of cities are, yeah. I suppose, because they're built around rivers, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just natural human 
settlement yeah, thing, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we should all live essentially on top of a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Altitude. <laughs> if you're looking for yeah, London altitude. high bases, Ben, I could, oh, I could tell you. <laughs> we should all go and live up the Be- Beckton Alps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that presents its own challenges. Yeah. Going to. Um, this feels like a, a strange uh, part of this, but are there nutritional choices that can help to protect the body from air pollution? Yeah, I mean, like with protecting your body from any form of uh, attack, if you like, then basically you just give it the best shot that you can. Yeah. Um, so with with something like air pollution, where body your body is basically making an inflammatory response to it, then you just basically make sure that you have good anti-inflammatory okay. stuff in your diet, so antioxidants and stuff like that. So it's all the stuff that you would imagine: yeah. green leafy vegetables yeah. and blueberries in there. Probably they're always in there. Um, I'm not sure. They Goji are, berries. Actually. Yeah, probably like flax. Pomegranate. It's always flax. Flax, flax as well. Yeah. As well yeah. Least exciting thing in the world to eat. Yeah, and orange things. Weirdly, as it turns out, oh, so right. carrots, Clippos. apricots, <laughs> orange leaves. Yeah, yeah. I love a seriously. So like ca- carrots, apricots. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Calippo. <laughs> Do love a calippo. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. More important to you, but less serious to the greater nation. Yeah. How's your running going? Yes, all right. Yeah, um, getting. I'm, I had a bit of a lull um, after I did Boston Marathon in, in London this year, and yeah. I just sort of, don't know, didn't feel great for a couple of months afterwards, and I'm starting to feel better. And that's good. Yeah, it's, it's feeling good. Okay. I've done a most unusual thing for me, which is I haven't entered a marathon. Good. Well, that's good. I know it's yeah. quite weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've just done loads of ten k's and couple of halves and yeah yeah i don't know because i don't do lots of marathons but everyone else who i know who does do lots of them a, a, a good and nice enforced break is very important yeah and I and i think like i guess it depends on lots of people could do marathons and then get back on the horse and be fine and racing i don't know 10 k's again a month later yeah. I, it takes me a long time to i can run you know a day later yeah but i can't run fast for a long time yeah and i just don't you get to the point of thing what's the point of sort of Building up and building up and building up, and then it might go well or it might not, but then I'll definitely be feeling a bit crappy for two <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not just not do that? Yeah, you've done a lot of racing, haven't you, over the last few years? So I think yeah, you, you do a kind of you know a new yeah a bit of time off. Yeah, and the great thing about like ten k's, five k's, whatever is that you can if it goes wrong, go and enter another one. Exactly yeah. next weekend. Yeah. it's fine. Exactly. So you're not gonna hundred miles? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> I consider that to be a long way in a car. Yeah, you're right. It's a long drive, isn't yeah. it? There we go. <laughs> Kate, thanks so much for coming on the Wonderful Podcast again. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, great to talk more about air pollution. And uh, yeah, like I say, great article out in the next issue of Runners World, available in all good WH Smiths. This is the Runners World Podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So we've had a nice response to last week's book club, Ben. Yeah. Some, some nice emails. So um, one from James Cavan. Yes. Uh, it says, really enjoyed this week's podcast about running books. I found it useful for picking up recommendations out of the ones that were discussed. I wanted to cast my vote for two hours. Great read. And as all good running books should do, it just makes you want to grab your trainers and head out. So thanks, James, for writing. Yeah, we had a couple more as well. And the, the not not necessarily concerned about books that we're talking about, but just saying we should do more of them. Yeah. So people want to know. So maybe we're going to have to do more homework. Would you, instead of picking the Hanson's half marathon, would you graduate to the full marathon next time? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I hope so. I really enjoy that work. Um, yeah. No, I think we should do more book discussions. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, uh, should we move on then to the weekly running news? Yes. Joining us in the studio, Jane McGuire. Hello. How are you? I'm back. Good. Yeah. Always there with the news. Third week in a row, I think. I know. The glue that holds this podcast <laughs> together, some might say. Yeah. Um, what has been catching your eye this week? Um, big, big news, right. I think. Well, discussion points. Um, what three words? Have you heard about this app? Oh, yes, I have. So the police are now urging everyone to download it after they used it to find um, three walkers who were lost in the woods. And I had to look into it because I was like, what, what, is, what does this what mean? Is this? I'd never heard of it. I don't know if loads of our listeners will already have it. But um, it's basically like the world, the 57 trillion squares three meter by three meter right. like map where you are yeah. so if we did it now we would get three words pinning us here yeah. and the police can use that to find us if we were in trouble and we didn't know where we were obviously we would know where we are but Got it. so if you're out running and you're lost and it works without phone signal so you could find out where you were and then send someone down the mountain or whatever to get help yeah. um but yeah really interesting it's, it's really cool you can see like it becoming compulsory or, or an app like oh, well, that, maybe that the trail big, event. Yeah, the big, the big, big sort of find your way events. Yeah, and right? these words are quite weird. I think they're, so. It's yeah, something like, like mango mackerel um, water, and they'd be like, "I know exactly where you are. <laughs> you're just south of Bolton." <laughs> Classic. But, but apparently, I I think this is right that in Mongolia they now do the postal system yeah. based off this app. Oh really? And Lonely Planet are using it in their. Um, well, books. Um, yeah, yeah. What well, is it like? Oh, if you really want to see this temple, well, like, please yeah, visit, visit river, um, octagon, uh, swordfish. Yeah, great. Yeah. So that, yeah, big news for yeah, runners, super cool. especially yeah. for runners not like me. I stick to pavement, so I kind of always, you know, you'd hope know where I am. But for the runners who are more exotic, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really helpful. That's a good one. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, another one which I want both of your opinions on. The British triathletes who have been disqualified for oh, yeah. Yeah. Jess Lee, Lee Month mm-hmm. Lee and Lee Muthing, yeah. Georgia Taylor-Brown were disqualified for holding hands as they crossed the finish line. Rule 2.1.F or it's something. 
point F. There we go. Which says, <laughs> athletes who finish in a contrived tie situation where no effort to separate their finish times have been made will be disqualified. It's one of those really tricky ones, isn't it, where you like, you can understand, like, if it's a rule, and presumably as professional athletes, you know what the rule is. Yeah, yeah. Then part of me is like, well, that that's that's just the, the rule. But it, just, it seems a little bit like, oh, I remember the first ever London Marathon. It was... It was yeah, two, Bannum. Yeah, two, disqualified. Like, two, <laughs> two guys who, you know, crossed the, crossed the finish line hand in hand. It's become an iconic image. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but now that's that's yeah. not all right. Yeah, I think that there was the argument made on Twitter about the Brownie brothers, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, Alistair helping Johnny. Yeah, and uh, but the, the, if you watch that again, you know, I think that Alistair actually pushes Johnny. Yeah, I think it's because he makes it really. If he'd tried to carry him yeah. across the line, they'd yeah. have been disqualified yeah. because he pushed him. He was like, "You finish first. Yeah. So if they'd held hands and one had been like a meter mm. in front of the other, they'd been fine. So yeah. it's right. literally just. Because they did, it, they didn't make an effort to win. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's the thing. Cries of you know, the 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 sportsmanship and the com, the you know the the competitiveness. Yeah, yeah. I think that that in all sport is kind of the overarching thing that people want to see. I think that if the, if they just crossed the line a second ahead of each other, they would it would have just been another race. Mm. But I think the two of them finishing together, regardless of any con- controversy about them holding. But if they finished together and just gone like cool. We finished together because we wanted mm. to. People remember that as a nice thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm Rick really wants the. No, he's a, a, Rick's like, the get him out. <laughs> you just you can kind of understand. Of course, but... it's a race, right? So it's a bit like, you know, you you both you're meant to try to win. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm just making the, the sort of anti-sportsmanship yeah, yeah. angle. And you know, if you, if it's it's if you're like, oh no, we'll, all three of us will finish together, all four of us. Like yeah. at that point, it's not a competitive race. <laughs> like five race. people in the line. And if Kipchoge yeah. had waited for Mo to cross the line, <laughs> holding hands, you know, yeah, yeah. It would have been a great news story. It was a world triathlon Olympic qualification event. Yeah, so it could ah, cost yeah. them a place, a place in. But is the that? Olympics. But that's down to their nation. That's they were GB runners, right? Yeah. So that's down to. So the ITU made the call on disqualification, but it would be down to the selection team for the GB to whether or not they pick them. I assume. You are displaying excellent triathlon, <laughs> triathlon knowledge in this podcast. Well, no, that's just... I mean, that was I just commend, a guess. I, I commend you. Oh, I thanks. You. Are you just making it up? Oh, well, right. as a guess. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think the ITU can decide who gets to race for each nation. Would they? No. Podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. Right. And last but not least, Nike have changed their policy for pregnant athletes and new mums. Following um, several professional runners kind of criticising them for, you know, they've now announced that they will eliminate performance requirements for up to 18 months for athletes who have decided to have a baby. So is that 18 months maternity leave? Or is that 18 months from like announcement of potential baby I'm, sure. I'm just wondering if like Nike have now got the best maternity care package <laughs> on the cut like well, imagine it from nothing to something really good if that if it was 18 you'd have nine months of pregnancy and then nine months after yeah that's so that would still quite normal okay quite, well, I mean that's good but, but, if, but guess if you're an athlete you need nine months to yeah true let exactly. your body yeah, yeah, get yeah, back yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's great it's actually. a good a good step I think how's your own running going Jane just out of interest <laughs> okay, okay. Um I've had a slight nerve issue coming from my back, I think. Um and I thought it was something else, so I was resting and icing and yeah. that's not what you do for nerves, so 
kind of did that just for fun in the end. <laughs> Took nine days off, which is just what you want in yeah. the middle of a marathon training plan. But I'm back and running again and we'll see. Trying yeah. to be positive. It's Berlin, isn't it? Berlin. Five weeks, six weeks to go. But, you know, we'll see. I probably won't do a, a long run, a long, a long, long run, but yeah. who knows? I think it'll be... Can you run pain-free or is it? Or is it no, of... yeah, it, it's it's calmed down a lot, but actually running more has helped it. Okay. Because right. you're kind of getting blood to it and, yeah. you know, using it and stretching it. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, but I've learned a lot about nerves, which is fascinating. Yeah. And really, like, really interesting. People kept saying to me, it's sticky. And I was like, how can a nerve be sticky? But apparently it can. You have to, like, flush it. There we go. Through yeah. movement. Yeah. Right. So nerves, you're not meant to... Not do anything, right. which I did. Because yeah. <laughs> they thought it go. was muscular. Because I thought it was a muscle thing. Mm. But Easily I think done. it was a lesson to listen to your guts. Because I was like, I know it's not a tear. Yeah. I know it, I knew it wasn't a tear, and I knew it wasn't a tear from the day after. Mm. But I kind of was like, then reaching out to all these different people for advice, and actually it was like, I know what I'm doing feels wrong here. So yeah, go with it. Yeah, well, best of luck, Jane. We hope the training continues to go well. And thanks very much for coming on and giving us the weekly running news. Anytime. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. I'd like to say a huge thanks to our guests, Kate Carter and Jane McGuire, and to Number 8 Studios in Soho, where this was recorded. For more news, reviews, interviews, and much, much more from the wider world of running, please head over to runnersworld.com UK. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a little comment if you fancy it. And thanks to Acast, our hosting partner. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.